Hello, this is Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And we are Two Teachers Talking. And if you've been listening to us for 100 times before, because this is our 101st episode, it's when Tony and I get together and we talk about teaching, teaching in Japan, teaching English, working at Japanese universities, the joys and tribulations of being an educator, trying to get our students to do things and learn and grow and try to become better teachers, and whatever is going on in our lives somewhat. And... Today, we're going to be covering a slightly technical topic, which is uh, the websites that we both have for our classes, and why do we have these websites, why do we go through the trouble of making websites, and try to share some information for people on how they can maybe improve their own websites, and even how to set up their own websites. And Tony, we both have a little bit different approaches to this. Yeah, I guess we do. Yeah, I run one website for all my classes and you actually have like one main website and then i think you run some sub websites or other websites for your classes right but something like that right yes yeah okay but i won't i think maybe people want to know right away would be why do we bother making websites for our classes a lot of teachers don't i wonder this sometimes myself Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> My students wonder, why did he make this website for us? I can't. I have to do the homework now, even if I'm absent. But why should somebody, do you think, go through the trouble, especially if they've never done this before, to make a website? What benefits are there before we go through the real negatives of it? Which <laughs> mainly work, right? And effort and time. Well, it's... um. I think basically the, the 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 one basic thing that it uh, provides is it's another channel of communication between the teacher and the student. So um, you've got your class time, and and some you know some people are full time their office hours and things, and they might see students outside of class and so forth. But you've got your ninety minutes in class uh, with the students, and that's it. Um, and so having the web page um, adds a can add a significant extra channel of communication. Um, and depending on what you do and how you set it up, it could be one way or or two ways, right? Or even dynamic, where you know the students are actually interacting not only with the teacher but with each other, um, which I don't do. Uh, but because uh, yeah, as you said, too much work. But basically, it's another it's another channel, and it, it there's there's always uh, a permanent record available to everybody about what was depending what you put on it right but what was done what the assignments are what's going what's coming calendar all that type of thing you know of course you have you know your syllabus etc etc on there um but um all that information all that data is available to the students 24 7 um and it's you know, not once you get things established it's it's rather trivial to you know, to post changes to those types of things. So, um, it can I think there's there's a lot of benefits to be had, but as you have intimated, it, it does come at a cost. <laughs> but I think both of us believe that the cost benefit analysis is definitely the benefits are definitely there. Otherwise, we would have stopped. Well, otherwise, doing we wouldn't be doing it, right? Yeah, right. And in all honesty, which. Um, that's a strange phrase I just realized. <laughs> it's like, uh, to tell the truth, which means, like, well, what were you saying beforehand? <laughs> right. But 
it's a lot of work. But once it's up, once you've really done the heavy lifting in the beginning, it's all, I think I would use the word you just used. It's tr almost trivial to update a, a web page once mm -hmm. you understand how it works, once you understand the system. So it really becomes a question for people, let's say, who are on, on the fence. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Is really why bother? And I like what you said, that it's an extra channel of communication. Mm. And I think it, it, it the, it, like, for example, you do like one website. If you're, in, you're teaching situation uh is, is such that you can have one web page that can service a number of classes that automatically um multiplies the benefits and reduces can actually reduce the work well i think you're the only person i know who has actually different websites for different classes i mean hmm. you have actually you have like a specific address, right? There's a name, there's a, yes, a domain yes, for, for each yes. of those classes. Yes. So yeah, I've got my, my, my big, my setup is I've got a um, general, I guess for lack of a better word, a landing page is a general, that's like the, the tonysensei.net. And that's for everybody. And uh, the sections on there are divided by types of classes, um, f five, six sections. Uh, for different types of classes uh and from there you you can go anywhere and then i have a you know linked there to a basically a resource depository it's a a, a download page and so that's a really wonderful resource page i just I, yeah I, just over yeah, over the years right like i've been building up over 10 years there's 10 years of stuff up there uh general um Articles from newspapers, newspapers, magazines, so news sources um, that I know are uh, covered in the topics discussion classes that I have. So anything that's, you know, in my own reading, it's just if I if I come across anything that I know is relevant, bam, I grab it and I put it up there, and it just uh, it makes it easier for the students to to do their research. And then there's also within on that page also. Um, skill specific type things so there's a reading section a listening section that's got links to different resources on on the web and so forth um and that the the, the general landing page I, I touch it maybe once a year okay. this uh download page uh maybe twice a semester i'll go I'll do a refresh but don't touch it too much um and then um for five of my classes one two Three, four, yes, five of my five classes, and some of them are, are are covered, right? Double coverage. So, for example, I have one page, it's for one kind of class, but it's actually four classes. And so, my 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 Thursday classes are all the same; they get one web page. My Wednesday classes are all the same; they get another web page. My Tuesday classes are all the same; they get one page. And then my Friday classes, I have two different because the classes are very very different. Um, one is uh, public speaking and presentation skills. The other one is uh, intercultural communication. They each get their own um, individual. So I've got those five, and um, those get updated weekly. Uh, you know, what do we do today? What do we what are we doing next week? What do you have to do? Um, and you know, throw in links to things that'll make any of that easier for the students. So that's kind of my construct. Okay, and when you say a landing page for people who don't understand what that is or don't know about that, how would you describe that? Oh, just a just a general beginning point. Okay, this is this is me. This is this is Tony teacher. 
<laughs> and uh, from there, you can navigate to the either this download page or specific the, the specific uh, web page for your particular class. Um, it's just a beginning point and with all the links that'll take you to all the other little pieces that are here and there. So it's really like your table of contents for all your classes. Pretty much. Pretty okay, much. so you go there, and there's just a list of the classes, and the students just click, and they can always go to that place to find the, the class that they're right. taking. And you said that if you have three or four or even two of the same classes, they just get one web page. Right. Right. I do exactly the same thing. I don't divide it up. So it's if, you know, if I'm teaching English presentations, that's one web page. Right. Okay. And so... When when did you do this? When did you first set up your first web page? Because you go way back on this. I think. Ooh. You go way back. You're one of the first people probably who did this, right? I don't know, but it's been, been doing probably a more than 10 years. Oh, easily more than 10 years, I think, right? Yeah, I can't, I can't tell you. I don't know. Mm. But maybe 2004? Maybe before that i'm not sure mm. i'm not sure okay but um yeah as you know it's anybody who's done this <laughs> themselves you know these, these things they, they kind of start it's like growing right it's like kudzu or something it grows everywhere and it just multiplies and all these little new sprouts come out and it becomes a over the years it becomes a much bigger entity than you ever thought it might at the very beginning okay so Let's say you have a, a teacher. Teacher comes up to you and says, "Hey, Tony, I know I know you do your own class websites. I'd like to do one, but I really don't have any real tech background. I know how to use a computer. I've never made a website. I've never done a website. Well, what advice would you give them? How to get started?" <clears throat> well, it's a, it's kind of it's interesting because it in in some ways it's become so much easier. Um, to to create something. In, in in other ways like for to for like you and i probably the, when we want to do something our way it's become much more difficult to do that you, you know gotta, that is so like, true you got to fight the tools right you got to fight the tools because it doesn't uh yeah really <laughs> frustrating right that is a really interesting insight it's very true if i want to use it's easy to make it's easy to you know sit down and like in a couple of hours just have something pretty and presentable right but if you have a if you have a vision, you gotta you, you got something in your head, then you want to something solid that you want to create. Actually, making it what you want is really really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah, it's one of those things where you are definitely going to, to take out your toolbox, right, and start mm. hammering away, and you're going to start working, and you're going to go, oh man, I gotta go buy a new tool. That's the feeling mm -hmm. I have. It's just, and then yeah. I have to learn how to use this tool. But that's an interesting point. So let me see if we should really emphasize this, that if you really don't know clearly what you're doing, but you want to get a website up and running, it's pretty much uh, out of the box, just fill in the dots to some degree once you have a basic knowledge of what is going on. And you can have a website up and running, what do you think, over a weekend? Sure. Going from zero if you are sure. willing to just uh, read some web pages and follow some directions and maybe do some YouTube tutorials. I'd yep, say you yep. could have a very useful site. 
more of a one way. We're talking a one way site. We're talking about a push yes, site. yes, simple, 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 right? Where you're just really posting information for the students, not Correct. an interactive site. Because that's no, all. no, no, because that that's that's very, very. Although, different. if there are ways to do that, reasonably easy, but it's the next level up. Yeah. So okay. So and we, then, and, it, and basically, right? Like, I think right at this point, it's like say, yeah. Um, what would I say? Start really, really simple. Simple, simple, simple. And then kind of like maybe, like for example, just a, a a resource page, you know, just to make it just something where people can go and get the, get information. Um, and what I would say uh, to somebody is like, well, go ahead, go ahead and start and build something. And don't, don't share it with anybody. <laughs> um, because odds are like in a, in a month or two, you're going to be like, I, 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 I screwed this up. It, this isn't doing what I want it to do. And, but once it's built and once it's out there, um, undoing it and redoing it is really, really painful. Okay. So <laughs> l- let's back up a little bit here. Mm. So for, again, this is not addressed to people who know how to set up their websites. Um, we'll get into more nitty gritty and more details for more, for people who have a little bit more experience with websites. But, What you can do is you can go in, and we won't go into details right now, create a website, set up a website with your own URL or name. But as long as you don't tell anybody about that website, nobody really knows to go there, is what you're really saying, right? Exactly. So you can have a website and have a presence on the internet, but if nobody knows you're there, if you haven't told your students or haven't told your friends, how do people know you've made a website? Right. And so it can stay private. And there are other ways to do things to keep things private. I use a different system, and we'll explain that a little bit later for more experienced people. So you said that the website acts as like a second channel, an additional channel for communication. I would like to add to that that what I really like about having my website, that, and this is why when we were going back to why bother with it, kind of mm. backtracking it's an autumn it's a record of what i've mm. done in class so every semester every year at one of the school i work at we have to report what we did for our epon classes and they ask us to submit the syllabi the syllabuses the syllabi everything right and all i do every year is i say please go to this website and you can find my syllabi and i'm done and mm-hmm. I don't know if other teachers ever have this, but have you ever walked into class and like said, wait a second, what did I do last week? <laughs> what, what I, thought we I, I thought I wrote down, I thought I took notes, but I, 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 I think I forgot to do it. But with the website, it's always there. Yeah. It's, and you can retire the pages so you have a permanent record of what you did 10 years ago. So why bother? Number one, it's that additional channel for communicating with your students. Number two, you've got your record. You know what you've done. And you know where you're going, and students can access things. Right, and there's no excuse. I didn't know. Oh, oh, it's, it's, oh. There's no excuse anymore, right? I well, didn't but they know. still use it. They still use it. I was absent. Why didn't you do the homework? I was absent. Do we have a website? Yeah. Did you go to the website and check the website? No. <laughs> and, this, and that is... And that is like with with all the technical dif- difficulties that you might imagine. That is the biggest one still. This is that is the biggest. The biggest one is that you got to figure out some way to motivate those kids to 
click on that URL and open up this damn page because that is the hardest thing. It's and a I bit- don't know why it's so hard. I don't know why. I, I, I go to class and like I'll, you know, and on the screen on the projection, it's like I'll put their web page in a, a file that's linked on their web page, and they'll pull out their ca- their cameras, I mean their phones, and they'll start taking pictures. Of the yes, yes, says, yes, yes. What yes. are you doing? Yes. What are, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? You're telling me that looking at the, finding this photo is easier than clicking on the link. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't. I just don't. I just don't. That's a whole other podcast about (laughs) usability and user interface and how the students interact with things. And I've we've talked about this between each other, but there, you can see uh, that the because they use Line, uh, Mm. right? The the messaging SMS. Mm -hmm. They have Mm -hmm. no understanding of how email actually works. Like they don't even understand the reply button. Mm. So, right, you have to keep thinking about this. But I know the one where I say, okay, I say to the students, here's the website, go to this website and download the homework right away, and then they are taking a picture of the website. It's be- mm-hmm. And so there's a question of maybe they don't understand what we're saying. It might be a linguistic issue, understanding issue, or it's just some weird habit or system they have. But going back to what we were, what we were talking about, that you have that record and it's great because the student comes in and says, I was absent. I didn't do the homework and there's just nothing they can say. Yep. And that I really like. It used to be, you could say, well, did you talk to a friend? I don't have any friends in the class, (laughs) which is like, okay, right. You must be the teacher if you have no friends in the class, (laughs) but there's that. So you have the record, you have an additional channel for work. Um, You have, the students have access to the resources you want them to use, which is incredibly useful, mm-hmm. I think. And if, if, if again, yeah, if you if get them to use it, right? yeah. you know, I get. I think most of my students do use the websites because it's so central from day one, you know. And something that's f- kind of a little bit more advanced, just slightly, but if you go ahead and make a website and you want to look at your website and check and make sure that it looks good, whatever you do, check your website with your phone, your smartphone. Because that's how the students are accessing your site. You want to design for mobile first. That's very, very important. So even if you're a beginner or an advanced person, most, I think, um, teachers who are now, you know, have their own web pages who have had web pages for a while, design mobile first. But there is a very good likelihood that your website will look different on a computer screen, Mm -hmm. a tablet, and a phone. Mm -hmm. But it's important that students can use your website on their phone because that's how It's going to be usable, right, exactly. Because that's how they're accessing it. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go home and open a computer most of the time. So Mm -hmm. you want to design for mobile first. So, okay, so we've kind of covered why you would want to do this, right? It's a record, you have that additional channel. Um, so what do you think? So somebody decides they want to do a website. Start simple. Yes. And, and what do and you mean by that, So, What do you mean by well, that, Well, don't bite off my don't, don't go in with like, you know, I'm going to have this, and I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that, I'm going to have this. Start with one thing, one small thing. And... To you, you never know what is gonna. You can't see the future. 
But be aware that whatever idea that you think you have today, you're going to be, after one week of working on this webpage that you're building, you're going to see things and think about things very differently in another week or two weeks or three weeks. Things are, are going to change, especially at the beginning. You don't know which direction things are going to go in. Um, and that doesn't, you know, that can refer to things like page layout. It could refer to colors or, you know, the template that you're using for whatever tool that you're using, or even you know, the basic content and purpose of the page. Um, that also can change. And, and you may just like throw in the towel and give up, um, which certainly I can understand. But, um, the more at the beginning, the uh, simpler you begin, the easier it will be later on to modify what you might want to change. Um, especially at the beginning, keep it as simple as possible. And basically, that was with with the, the web pages that I've got. We just started off as just a resource depository. It was just a one page, just like simple one page thing. Okay, here are some articles. And for class, you can do some research. You can check these. Of course, you can find your own if you like. But these are all articles that are related to some of the topics that are coming up in class or that we're doing now. And you, you're free to use those. Um, I know they're appropriate. They're they're like the level appropriate, content appropriate. Um, yeah, goal. But um, and then it, it it developed from there. But at the beginning, it's really really. Um, you will be much, much happier uh, with modest aspirations. <laughs> Start simple. Yes, yes. I think we both agree on that. And when we mean simple, for example, we're talking about, let's say you decide, okay, I want to put a, have a class website. Then just list the schedule of the classes, for example, and what you did or what you're going to do. So week one, week two, week three, week four. And just to give an example, Tony, of what you said about how you'll change things and develop things. So I've had a website for a while and I've always had week one, week two, week three, week four. And then I realized, wait a second, I don't have the dates of the class up there. Mm -hmm. So that became something I started doing for some of the classes is it says week seven and then it'll have, you know, May, whatever, the date of the class. And I played a lot with the design. So what's happened over time is that you want to start just simple. So you have the class, you create a web page for that class. So let's say it's your English one class, for lack of a better word. And then you'll have week one, week two, week three, week four, and just explain what you're doing in the class and keep it simple and then get your students to be able to know that that's what they use. And the way you train your students to use the website is you put it up on the projector. And bear with me for just a second here. So that you say, okay, here's the class, here's the class schedule, week one, what we're doing, week two. And at the beginning of every class, that's always showing with for that week. And then what ha I've done and is that you just have the students look up the website on their phones and you kind of train them to get used to using the website. Now I'm going to kind of shift here and make an aside because when we talk about simple and design, I think Tony, both you and I kind of ended up doing, or I know I 
ended up making my own website because I got really tired of the LMS systems, mm. which are the learning management systems. And these are the things that let you upload and download files, let students communicate to each other. You can grade students, you can post quizzes and stuff. And they're bad. Well, we had the whole the whole Moodle episode. Right, right, exactly. Time, and right? this mm. is all a re reaction I had to Moodle, which I think is a great thing. And it's wonderful. And we've talked how people love it. But I just found that it was just the layouts and everything was difficult for my students because by the time I got done explaining it to them, the semester was over. That's <laughs> how I felt. <laughs> and so we have both come to this because we want a simpler, cleaner, easier design that just does some simple things. So my website is basically the class list with links to the syllabus and links to materials and links to other pages that, within the website that have information for the students. If students want to send me their assignments, they're sending that via email to me as attachments. There's no um, uploader built into the system right now. Same for me. And that's also a security issue because you know anybody can go to your website and upload something to you if you have that on your website. And then you get into password protection, et cetera, et cetera. So, our websites are basically push websites. They're pushing information out to the students. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Right. They're not pulling in anything from the students because then you get into a very, very different design thing. So what you said was layout. And I think having a consistent layout across all your different classes. Mm -hmm. So you use the and same uh, layout. The Go ahead, please. No, no. That that, that is what you're, you're talking about right now, I think, really really important to think about from the very beginning. And again, it's, it's really hard because thinking ahead. But exactly what you're saying about that the design consistency um, across all of the sites, even if you're starting with just one, you're going to end up with <laughs> more later on, <laughs> whether you think so or not. Mm, and that's really um, true. a little forethought into how it's going to look and how it's going to work. Um, there's a lot of, it's like, it's like writing an essay. You know, half the work is thinking before you start like putting your pen to the paper or, or your, your fingers on the keyboard. Half the work happens before that. You really got to do the thinking first. And um, this kind of planning and stuff, you know, you're better off on paper. Right. But anyway, go ahead. You're right. So that's okay. I want to run with that actually. So what you're going to do if you're starting off is you're actually going to sit down with a piece of paper. And basically, you're just making a map. You're going to make your, okay, here's my homepage, my landing page. And then it's going to list your classes. And then you're going to basically just draw little squares for each of the pages for each of your classes. And you're going to figure out what other kind of sites you might have, like a resource page, an explanation page, right? And do all those kinds of things. The first suggestion I'd have for people, though, this is, is don't get caught up in fancy pictures and colors and anything. Just go to a black and white web page. Just I go like that. Right? Just go simple. <laughs> like because otherwise what happens is you'll spend weeks tweaking the getting the colors and the right pictures and the images. That's just later on down the line. And so you start off with just a simple black and white page. So it's basically just text. And this is an important distinction I have to make is unlike when I tell my students to make slides for or visual aids for their presentations for a PowerPoint or um keynote or whatever it is that they use never do i say never do i want to see a bullet point on your slide mm. completely the opposite on a web page hmm. 
bullet points are great. In other words, when you're making your web page, people are not reading your web page. This is really key. And that people, your students are looking for information. They're not they're scanning. Right, they're exactly. Scanning. They're look they're there because they want to find something and they want to find out it's Sunday night, it's eleven thirty, and they have your class Monday morning at ten o'clock or whatever, and they want to know, uh oh, I gotta do my homework. What is it? So clarity is really important. So short, short sentences, short paragraphs, bullet points and headings. So, for example, on my website, you'll have a big heading. The biggest heading on the page, other than the title, will be the week. So, week one. And then there'll be a slightly smaller font, but equally like a heading. And it'll say, classwork. And then underneath that are bullet points. And then underneath that is the same size heading as classwork. And it says, homework. And there are bullet points. And then occasionally there's a thing that says, resources. And then it goes to week two, same way. Week two, classwork, Is bullet points. Same format, so it's consistent. Every learn across, and they know exactly where to look for the stuff. That's exactly it. It's what you're doing is you're training them, and do not change the format. Right. So all my students know you can look for the week. The only thing is, is I bounce back and forth because I'm kind of looking to see how well my students use the phase between chronological order and reverse chronological order. Hmm. Now, you people will say, "Well, why should you do reverse chronological order?" Because it just means that at you know after like the sixth, seventh week, students have to scroll down to the bottom of a page. Whereas if you use reverse chronological order, the the last week is right away at the top page. But then you get some design issues and design questions. And I'm using both right now and asking students which they prefer. And it's fifty fifty at this point, but. Right. The every one of my classes, the web pages for each class looks the same except for the heading picture. And the reason I've done that is so that they for two reasons. Number one, I have different pictures, different with maybe different colors or outline because that lets the students easily know they're on the right page because they're identifying it by the picture a lot of the time. And number two, if we're in class and they're using their phones, I can see that they're on the right page. But if every page has the same picture, it, and because the layout's always the same, it might be a little bit confusing for them. Mm. But So that's more of an advanced little thing. If you're starting out in the beginning, you don't want to do that. But it's very helpful, especially on the first day when you're trying to introduce students to your web page, that you just have to say, show me your phone, and you can look from far. And if you see the right picture at the top, you know they're on the right page. Mm-hmm. But everything is consistent. So if you went to my different classes, you'd basically see that the layout is identical for almost every one of my classes. How about for you? Um, I use the, the, the same basic idea. I don't have any images, however, but I have a, a different colors. And uh, it, it's just a, a kind of carryover from real life where... Each school here at home, I have uh, each different day where I teach at a different university. It's all color coded, so uh, you know Tuesday is yellow and Wednesday is purple and uh, Thursday is blue and Friday is red. <clears throat> and because I, it, it's easy for me. It's like okay, today is Friday. These are my red folders, and I throw them in my bag and I'm out the door. Uh, Friday classes, their background is red. 
So it's white text on a red background. And uh, Tuesday is yellow, and it's black text on yellow. Um, and so, same as you. It's like if I, you know, I look at a kid's phones, and I see that yellow, yellow banner. Okay, they're they're looking at that particular web page. Um, and uh, these are for the individual classes. And yes, same as you. The layout is identical. Uh, I use the same WordPress layout for all all of those websites for the individual classes. They're exactly the same. Uh, there's my big old eyeball at the top, and then just the color background for that particular university. Yeah. So it's it's an here's an interesting point is that we a lot of the design is not just for the benefit of students, but it's for our benefit. Yes, yes, yes. That it makes point. right so that I design it so that I can see that the students are on the right page. I see that it's the they're doing the right thing. And so I can identify just from the picture also where I'm at and what they need. And that's something that's really key again, going back to why would you bother with this? It's because it's convenient for me. It's easy. It's useful. I can find things out. I know where my students are. And if you're worried about your students using their phones for non-class things, you can tell pretty easily just based on the layout. So... Yeah, and you so Tony, you mentioned WordPress. Mm. Now, some people, maybe some people will know it, and some people won't. WordPress is a how would you describe it? A platform, a system that allows people to make websites and blogs very easily. Yeah, it's it's a, two different things, right? Because one, it's a tool that you can download and install on your own server in your house. <laughs> Um, or a virtual server. Wanky. Yeah, and, and get, get get geeky that way. Or uh, it's a web-based um, blog slash web page creator. And uh, it's free. Your your users will get ads, but it's it's free to use. And it's not terribly difficult. It, there's a lot of templates to choose from. And it's um, a pretty easy way to make, especially for the way I, you know I do it. It's all text based. There aren't any images, no nothing dynamic, no forms. You know, obviously no store, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's just it's just text um, with links, and um, it's pretty simple. You know, simple and free. Can't beat it. Um, there are uh, so, these days so many other options. Um, much that'll give you much prettier um, product, uh, which are not prohibitively expensive. Um, like one that comes to mind is like Squarespace, for example. But there are many, many, many others. And when um, we say not prohibitively expensive, we're saying like eight dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're not they're not crazy expensive. So, um, but yeah, WordPress free. Um, Nice, simple. Okay, kind of simple. It's like any any of these tools that it's got its own quirks and things that once you you have to figure out how that little universe is designed and work within that universe. Uh, but once you get the basics, it's 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 not that bad. I mean, you'll never have to look at any code. For example, you never have to look at any HTML code. It's it's all you know, kind of menu driven and. Uh, 
you know, paint by number? I'd say I'm thinking that I would compare it to the f- your first time using Word, for example, to write hmm. a paper. Yeah, you're going yeah. to spend the word processor, right? right? You're going to spend some time learning how to use it, how to make headings, how to make bold, how to make italics, how to save, how to go backwards, how to undo, redo, right? You're going to be using the help menu a lot. You might be going online to ask some questions. I'd say it's about just slightly yep. more complicated because of the yep. concept. Yep. And good, good analogy, right? But so if you think that it would take what? A weekend to really become pretty adept at a word. That's all it should. Yeah, probably that's all it would take. I think. And I think the same yeah. thing for, especially for WordPress, because there's so much information and so many help tutorials and articles out there. So that my recommendation would be, if for anybody starting out, that you just go with uh, WordPress. Mm. You have the ads a little bit on the sites, but the students don't really even notice them, do they? No, you, you, you they're not like mod- in your face banner ads. Mod- modern people have like a, a, adapted and learned to filter that out. You don't just you just don't see it anymore. It's like that uh, video that you, the gorilla <laughs> people the, the gorilla on the basketball court. You know, I just I just I just use that. In a, I'm teaching a, a, a summer intensive class, and mm. um, I had ten students in the intensive. I think. Mm. And I just, yeah, for those people who don't know, it's a bunch of um, people throwing basketballs back and forth, and you have to count how many times, like, the people on the white team or the blue team or the green team, whatever, throw the basketball, and a guy in a gorilla suit or a woman in a gorilla suit just walks right through the middle. And it was unbelievable. Nine students didn't see it. You don't see it. <laughs> you don't see it. because <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like with the advertising. Right, it's where they your attention is, where your focus is. So the ads are not in your face. They're not obnoxious. Um, and it's free. And if you're starting out, strongly recommend you start out with free rather than paying for something. Because what you and I do is slightly different. Mm. Okay. So the students can get to the website. They can always download the materials. And this is something that's really great about it. And this might be, I think, the best benefit of having a website is I have not in the last five years or 10 years, whatever, ever had a student say, Mr. Wiz, I lost the handout. Hmm. Because it's, there is no handout. There is no handout, <laughs> exactly. It's and that, online. that by itself it's, is like it's huge, right? All that the time wasted in the copy room, right? <laughs> so this is now, yeah, let's move into that. So first off, you're looking at all the time you're saving, not printing. Yep. Time. That's <laughs> And all that time. ink. And think that about, expensive ink. <laughs> and think about th- that you're the amount of energy even needed to run the printer and the copy machine at the school is far less than the energy being run to run your web page. So environmentally, it's a far better thing to do. And it's great. You know, I mean, I don't think I've printed out anything in a really long time. In fact, the only, it might be the first day. Otherwise, the students know this. And then what you can also do is you can distribute the printing to the students. That, you know, if you need something that's really important for the class, you say, hey, print this out for next week and bring it to class. And after two or three times, they really get the hang of it. But environmentally, I think it's a good move. Students, Hmm. and it's great. It's like um, students never forget their phones. Right. (laughs) They forget textbooks all the time. But... 
you almost never get a student who will say, uh, I forgot my phone today. It's the first thing they take when they leave their house. So the benefits are that, you know, even your most, um, what's the, for the uh, irresponsible student or student who's forgetful is always going to have access to the materials. They're always going to have access to the schedule. They're always going to have access to what they're supposed to do. And it's, it's, I just, it's, there's so many positive benefits from giving up a weekend to learn something. And then, but that's not fair because then you're going to spend pretty much the next six months. What would you say, Tony, about an hour and a half a week other than for posting? So you're going to, Put everything up week by week. And by the way, this is an important thing. You don't have to put everything up all at once. You don't have to put your 16 weeks up at once or 15 weeks, right? You can, yeah, I don't do that. I right. do it week by week. Yes, I, I do week by week. So we do week one, that gets posted. And then the a couple of days before the class or a week, depends on how I'm dealing with things for that class, the next week comes up. So you don't feel like you have to do that, which allows you to tweak, adjust, and adapt on a weekly basis. And I'd say for the classes I teach, I don't think I now I don't think I spend more than half an hour per week because it's so easy to do. But in the beginning, I think that you know, looking at things and trying to adjust them and learning how to do things, I'd say that what if you had ten classes, Tony? What do you think about ninety minutes a week? Well, it depends. It depends if what you just, include. If what, you, what you include in that task, because because it, it's a, it, this is a advantage and a disadvantage of of the what the, this whole thing of the web page and so forth. Um, the time thing, it's like the, the dancer and the dance, because um, the doing this doing this weekly update like for a class, um, by itself doesn't take time at all that's However, really cutting and pasting basically right well the, the, the problem is then the, the the question is um yeah what are you copying and what are you pasting now creating that what, what you're going to copy um is going to take some time and what the advantage and disadvantage of of doing this kind of a uh, approach is doing a web page is it's going to force you to plan <laughs> like you haven't planned before because you can't just like write on a, a little slip of paper and stuff in your pocket and say, yeah, I'll deal with it in class. No, <laughs> you really got to think it out and you got to put it into English and then you got to post it. And yeah, the actual posting is, you know, to use that other word, it's trivial. There's nothing to it. It's easy. However, <laughs> crafting what it is that you're going to post, um, it's going to take some time. <laughs> it's 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 a major time suck because <laughs> um, you you know you you've got to put this stuff into sentence, you know, usually sentences or at least co co coherent phrases. Um, think hard about you know comprehensibility, um, re reducing the verbiage so that it's you know there's the, the core of the meat of the meat element which you want to want to get out there. Um, how that's going to be organized makes it make sure it's understandable for the students. The simplicity, making it simple. You know, it's it's easy to make things complex. It's hard to make things simple. It's hard to make things um, clear. Yes. Yeah, and uh, so that is where your time is going to come in. The actual maintenance of the page, and once you got all that done, once you've thought about, you know, your fifteen twenty classes next week, 
<laughs> and exactly what you're going to do in each of those and write it out in comprehensible form so that you can copy and paste into the web page. That's where the time is going to come in. That's a very The actual main is the page is nothing. Yeah. Yes. That's a good point because once you've settled on your design and then it's, it's really, for me, it's exactly that. I actually write things out in a writing program and then just uh, cut and paste into the website app. But one thing you mentioned is comprehensibility, making sure that your students can understand it, because we're assuming also that everyone's writing in English for their Japanese students, for, for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, my pages are all in English. Is that there are tools out there. We've talked about this one site, the Complete Lexical Tutor, which actually allows you to check the vocabulary. And so what you want to do, this is really important, is uh, you want to write something out, and then you want to put it through a vocabulary analyzer to make sure that your vocabulary is really simple and it's understandable for the students who are reading it. And I try as much as possible to keep uh, um, the language of my website in the K1, K2 word list, right? The, the most frequent 2,000 words and as much as possible, the most frequent 1,000 words. Simple is better. But you're right. The the most amount of time, the biggest time sink is going to be writing something clear and understandable and easy to read. And, and proofreading. <laughs> well, what's great? Because, because when you make a mistake, it's, you, it's out there for the world to see, right? And you really need to take that extra. And I, well, I listen to those, but I know that I really need to very carefully proofread what I'm going to post because I have, I have been quite embarrassed by things that I put up and I looked at it, it's like, oh my God, and I got to go back and I got to redo it and fix it. But um, Which is not that much work. No, no, but it's still, it's humiliating. Well, I understand <laughs> it's, that. It's, hum it's humbling, right? right? right. It, it's, it's, it's a good dose. I mean, it's good for me. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a good lesson in humility. Yes, Tony, it's much better for you to get a lesson in humility than for me to get a lesson in humility. So I'm mm. quite happy if you take that responsibility. The thing for people we need to point out is that if you do find a mistake, it's not permanent. It's mm. just going back in and yeah. you know, saying, whoops, it's there's two periods at the end of the sentence. I just have to go back in. Mm you know, find the period, delete it, and then basically hit a save and publish button. Yeah, and I guess the same thing is true. Like if you were like making a print document, except it's, it's impossible to change then if you made like, you know, 100 copies of this <laughs> document that you want to give to your students and you, you walk in the classroom, you look down, and it's like, oh my God, I didn't mean to paste that. <laughs> I, I'd never, <laughs> I've never, I've never done that. I've never done that. I've never had that problem. And I've never looked at I'm one sure. of my handouts and saw it's not absolutely <laughs> perfect. Whoops. I'm, All your handouts have been perfect. Right. Yeah. It's like, where's the one that starts off with like three pe periods at the beginning of a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's the same kind of concern or care that you would use when making a print and you're going to make mistakes. But the great thing about the website is that it's real easy to fix and it'll change immediately and the change shows up right away. So, for example, there has been times when I've about to go into a class five minutes or ten minutes before a class. I look at the web page and I go, "Oh, there's a mistake," and I just change it before the class, and it's done. It's fixed. So that's a nice way to go. So we've talked that the design is real important. Make it simple and clear. Use headings and bullet points. Right, a consistent design. Check your vocabulary and definitely proofread. Anything you would add to that, Tony? Um, yeah, this is, <laughs> you know, I've been I'm accused of being a cowboy, this and that, but uh, it's worth thinking about 
Um, you might need to be careful about university or department policy uh, uh, when it comes to both, like maybe web pages as well as, and this is really this is a little bit off topic, but it's gonna, um, email, for example. I know that one of my universities, I think, the policy is that any um, email correspondence with students has to be via the student's university email address and the teacher's university email address. Um, to my knowledge, I don't have <laughs> an email address from that university. Um, obviously, I've never used it, and the students use my personal thing, uh, personal email. Um, different, uh, my, my personal teacher email address. Um, but um, maybe worth poking around and asking uh, if there are such restrictions at your institution about um, this type of thing. Because a lot of a lot of universities now have their own internal system, which you'll probably hate, uh, and they want you to use that so they can maintain control and monitor it, so forth and so on. And, you know, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, but. Um, you might want to just know what the lay of the land is at, at your particular place of employment so that you don't give enemies a reason to get you. That's a very good point. That's a very good point that you need to make sure um, that you're following the rules that way and everything is okay. Or that if you're breaking the rules, that you know, you know that you're, you're breaking, breaking the, rules. the rules, right? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things, though, I like about having my own website is you're right that the school websites actually, they if they wanted, they could actually see which students are accessing the website or the learning management system. I think there is a monitoring thing in place. Whereas I know on my website, it's I have no cookies. It's totally private. I have no way to know who has accessed my website and when so that it actually ensures student privacy to a higher degree mm. than I think. So, but that's a very, very good point about that. Now, what about when you, you put assignments up, so students like handouts, right, are digitally available mm -hmm. to them, and what format? Do you use like a P okay, good. PDF yeah, format, this, or yeah. do you use like Microsoft Word so they can download it and then print it out? Or do you have it as a an additional web page so that it looks nicer on their phones? How do you handle I, that? I I pretty much uh, use PDFs uh, for no special reason. Um, I, I yeah, I, that's what I'll say. I, I I most of the time I use PDFs. Um, I kind of like the idea that they, when they look at what I made, they see exactly what I made, kind of. Um, though I can appreciate like uh, HTML format, but um, for the volume of things that I do, that proliferation of HTML pages 
gives me night sweats. <laughs> it sounds it sounds untenable for me to manage all, all of those. Um, it just like organization wise, the way my head works, you know, back in the old, still, you know, stuck in that hierarchical file system. Mm. Uh, that's the way I see the universe now. <laughs> um, that's maybe if I had to give a reason for the PDFs, maybe those two would be one. Would be just like the the static format and two the or organizational factor. But I know you you like you're a fan of the HTML. Well, I do both for downloads. Yeah. When I want students to download and print something out, it's PDF. But what I will do, and this is a one of the reasons where Ulysses, which is a writing system for the Mac and iOS comes in. And this is where it's really good is you format something and then I can export it as a PDF and I can export it so it goes into a website really nicely. Now, I, this is a little bit geeky and you and I have talked about this, but there's a thing called Markdown, which is a way for writing for the web in a really simple, easy way. And I mean, it's really, it takes what, about 15 minutes to learn it, I think. Um, the basics, the yeah. basics, yeah. so that you can actually have a reasonably good-looking website. And because Ulysses, for example, uses Markdown, I can write in Markdown, and then I can publish that as a PDF, and then I can publish it uh, directly into my website, just simple copy and paste. And in fact, if you wanted to use it, you can even publish directly to WordPress now, directly out of Ulysses. Yeah, if I was, I was, I was smart. I would, I would do that because. Think, uh, we, we talked before about WordPress. WordPress will actually allow you to, it'll give you uh, uh, an email address. And you can, for example, with an email message, um, the subject becomes your heading. And then you can you, write an email message using Markdown and just mail it to that email address and it automatically gets posted to your WordPress blog webpage. And if I was smart, I would do that. I don't think I've ever done it. Yeah, but in Ulysses, you can actually just write something and then click on a menu and say, publish to WordPress. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. use that because I don't use WordPress. I use a different system. Mm. But that's just me because um, I have problems with WordPress. But but, it's, but it speaks to how e – so once you get your thing set up, it speaks to how easy it is to add to, or modify, or change um, – yeah, it's 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 very once you get it set up, it's very very easy. It's probably the the best analogy is it's basically like learning how to ride a bicycle. Learning how to ride the bicycle is most of the work, and once it's done, it's a matter of simply saying, "Where do I where do you want to go?" go? <laughs> yeah, or you know what, I don't even know where I want to go. I'm just going to ride around. But it really is something you'll probably okay. I'll compare it to Moodle, and this came from uh, our talk with. George and Bill a long time ago. I think George said mm -hmm. it was what about a year to two years for him to really uh, get the huh? hang of Moodle. And I'd say you can probably get the hang of a simple website blog using something like WordPress in what a weekend plus um, a, another month or so. And we're not even talking about major amounts of time to learn how to use it. To, so you're comfortable and you have something that's working pretty well. Would you? Yeah, I would, I would say like a, a week or like to maybe nine days, like two two weekends to to really nail feel, it. Oh, okay, I can do this. And like after a month, it's like yeah, you're a pro. Mm. And then you're just simply publishing this, you know, writing yeah. out the stuff you want to put on the website and do it. The hardest part it kind of becomes transparent. Yes, yeah. the hardest part is actually getting started. 
But once you're there, I mean, I, I just love it. I just, Tony, you know, I love it when I just say to my students, you know, here's the website. If you're sick or you're absent, you always know what to do. You always know what we did in class. And there's the homework. And as you pointed out, that's the hardest part is that you have to be re somewhat organized. And when we say organized, we're not saying that you always go into class without any idea of what you're doing. It just means you actually have to have it written down with links to the materials, and you have to make sure that the materials are accessible. And by the way, for people who are wondering, how do you have links to your materials? It's something like Dropbox, or um, Box, or Microsoft, uh, what, what's the system? Drive, OneDrive or something? Note. Note. OneDrive, OneDrive. Yes. OneDrive. And those systems allow you to create a link that you can easily put into the web page and WordPress makes that very easily. I think you just uh, put a click, you click on the menu for making a link, and then it tells you, you know, to here is fill in the information. So it's very easy for you with a Dropbox or Microsoft um, cloud account to be able to ha allow your students to access your materials very easily. And again, the hardest part is just making your materials and making sure they're accessible and being mm. organized in that way. But I'd say the benefits definitely, once you get over the learning curve, it's, I mean, I couldn't imagine teaching a class without a website anymore. Could you? Well, I have classes without websites. Okay. Um, what, but, which um, ones are those? Uh, let's see. Uh, first year speaking and listening type classes, like English conversation, just, just conversation. Mm. Um, that's all. <laughs> yeah. that's all yeah. it's all because because they don't there's no there's nothing really external everything's in, um, in the class all the, the classes the, the, all the classes have textbooks right. and there's really yeah there's no need for any kind of but everything else yeah all the other classes have web pages right. and even if hmm. you wanted to make a web page for a class it would just be scheduled with say textbook page 20 through 20 yeah right. it's like week three unit three week four unit four, week four unit four <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i'm gonna come back to this page and check it every week what, what what's the point yeah i think what we've covered for people who don't have websites and some of our users or the users who do have websites and you know, what we've just done is given a very, very brief overview of what we do. And if people have ideas, we'd love to hear from them on that. And if you, and if, if you got something that you, you're proud of or something that you like, uh, send us the link. We'll, we'll, we'll put it up there Let and people, um, see other what people can take a look too. Yeah. Because right. uh, I'll, you know, I'll put a link to, to my stuff up there. And put a link to my website too so people okay, can I'll see. Okay, put, put your stuff up there. Take a look and see. What we're doing and, and how uh, we use hey, the website. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you got some suggestions for us. Maybe you got some ideas to make our stuff better. Yeah, everybody, there's always some way to make it better. But that's yeah. a good idea. And uh, we'd appreciate hearing from people. Okay, I think we can wrap this up, Tony. I think I think so. I think we're good. I think, I think we're, we're good. We're good. Um, hmm. Yeah. Anything, Dad? Uh, no. Okay. No. <laughs> and the next time we have a podcast, we'll be in vacation period. Oh, cannot wait! Cannot wait! This is a, this is, this is the hard times, right? Yeah. Uh, everything everything is a little bit harder now. At the end of the term, the weather is it's, hard. It's hot here. We've we've had some disasters. We've had the earthquake. We had and the these torrential rains, rains that came down. A lot of loss of um, life. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's a little bit ragged at this point, and um, 
Yeah, you know, as much as we, you know, as much as we, you know, rag on our students and stuff, I'll, you know, I'll give them give them a, a, a hat tip too, because you know, it ain't easy for them either. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, and, you know, some of them, some of them are listening. Says, hey, kids, I get it. <laughs> I know it's hard. Well, it's I think hard for people too. who are not in Japan right now. Or in, on the mm. main island. Basically, what we're going through right now is that you. <laughs> what's the best? You, you know, Tony. It's it's hard to believe this. Um, and maybe not for you from Chicago, where you have like pretty kind of humid weather in the summer. But gr- be, growing yeah. up in L.A., where you know we didn't understand the concept of humidity. I I I walked to school the other day, so I guess from the station it was like what about it a twenty minute walk with a little bit mm-hmm. of uphill. Right, and but it, and it didn't matter with the uphill. It just didn't matter. By the time that I got to school, it, I looked like I had walked through a shower. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the same. The same thing happened to me. Like Thursday, Thursday, I came home, and uh, I, I for for whatever reason, the elevator in our building is always like ten degrees hotter than any place else on and, earth and I, I, right <laughs> and you know after again like it just says like a 15 20 minute walk got in the elevator came into the house and i'm looking at myself and it's like I'm trying to really think about it. it's like okay the human body like, how much water is in there and how much I'm, I'm looking the perspiration is like almost like spraying out of my pores it's like with all this water coming out of me how much water is left and <laughs> How close am I to dying? Um, <laughs> this is this is really pretty amazing. I it's kind of a new experience. This is like so much, so much perspiration. So wet. right, yeah. I, I guess so the way wet. I describe it is, I peel my clothes off. Uh huh. You're not taking clothes off. You're really peeling no, them off because so they're adhering. I understand where the 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 term sticky came from to describe <laughs> humidity, but you know our students are coming to class in this weather, so we should chat. You know. Give them credit and say thank you. It's pretty rough. Well, I have a uh, on Friday because these are I, I I like these kids on Friday. I really like the kids on Friday. I had a uh, community a little um, spray, a cool spray uh, product that's like I just put it on the desk and say, hey, help yourself, <laughs> spray away. Is that like one of these things that has like some mint in it or something? So it feels yeah, like yeah. It's, it's cool. like a menthol. It's like al- basically alcohol. Menthol I think. It's alcohol or something. And minty yeah. and. Yeah, so you just spray it, and it's like immediately cools you off and stuff. It's like, yeah, just go for it, kids. Help yourself. So they run the gauntlet through the uh, the cool you off spray. Because yeah, this is this is a school that's like uh, as as many are on the top of a hill, and they don't have a school bus as some schools do. So they, it's like everyone's like trekking up this awful. It's an awful walk up. It's like it's vertical, and um, yeah, they did come in. They're just like they're dying. They're dying, and it's like you, you know, it breaks your heart. It's like you know they're coming there. They're coming there for you know, my nine o'clock class. They're coming in for me. me. It's like it's yeah, it's hard to see. So I'm like hey, have a little reward. Have a have a little spray. Okay, you know that's a really nice thing to do. I might think about doing that, but I'd probably I'd probably go through the bottle like within the first five minutes. <laughs> you know, we need to cool off. I need to cool off. Because because you know most of most of the year we're always struggling with their students because they're always cold, right? They're always cold. These kids walk in the door, they just go stand right by the air conditioner and like open up their shirts and just like stand over the cooler. Oh, those old style um, coolers that are against the wall, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and that are venting the yeah, air yeah. up, and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't been in a room with one of those in a while. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So they're all lined up there. <laughs> well, at least you know what you see. Might as well just create a role system, right? Yeah. <laughs> to take role for that. All right, Tony. Well, I'm going to go 
hopefully not have to go outside too much today. Another, <laughs> go somewhere and sweat. Yeah. <laughs> it's another one of those hot, humid days. So you be yeah. well. Take right. care. And we are... You too. Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. Two Teachers Talking. And uh, twoteacherstalkinggmail.com, twoteacherstalking.com. We're on iTunes. You can find us in a lot of different places. So t- And Skype. Okay. And Skype. Yes. So you be well, Tony. Yeah. Bye.